title of my message this morning is, I Can't Adult Today. How many of you have ever had a, an I Can't Adult moment? I Can't Adult. And a couple of things happened that converged that brought this message up into my spirit for this morning. And I believe, here's, here's I, I just want to tell you what I believe. I believe this morning's message will be a prophetic word to someone specifically. I want you to listen to what the Spirit would say to you. I believe that God has a word for someone this morning that I want you to hear. I was at Trinity Bible College. Carol and I were there at Trinity Bible College for the Board of Trustees meeting. And the DYD from Montana, Tyler Tufte, spoke at chapel and, and presented this really powerful message about the difference between being finished and being done. And it really resonated in my heart. Now, I'm not preaching his message, but that was the core thought for what I want to share this morning. And then I was reading this week the lectionary text for this Sunday, and the epistle for this Sunday was Paul saying, I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course. I've kept the faith, I've finished my course. And it's that concept of the difference between being done and being finished that I want to talk about this morning. Some of you think you're done, but you've not finished God's calling on your life. And I'm hoping that God will resurrect something in our hearts this morning. Being an adult is a difficult thing. How many of you, when you became an adult, wished you hadn't? Found it to not be what you were expecting. Someone defined it this way. I used to sneak out of my house to go to parties. Now I sneak out of parties to go to my house. Here's a great adult haiku. I am so tired. Where did all the money go? My back is hurting. <laughs> Being an adult is pretty easy. You feel tired all the time. And tell people about how tired you are. And they tell you how tired they are. <laughs> I'm at a place in my life where I finally understand why my mom would act like making one stop between work and home would kill her. Do you remember when you were little and on a trampoline and you'd fall on the trampoline and everyone would keep jumping so you couldn't get up? That's called being an adult. <laughs> sorry, I have to go, I'm sorry, I have to be up early for work is the adult equivalent of my mom said no. <laughs> Adulthood is wanting to be invited but not wanting to go. The real challenge of adulthood is having to buy things that were magically just in your home growing up, like Q-tips and Windex and laundry detergent, salt. Like, I got to purchase these things? <laughs> life isn't always easy. Being an adult is a difficult transition, and sometimes life can be more than we, than we, uh, that, than we signed up for. And that gives birth to that comment, I can't adult today. So I want you to consider what that really means. None of us can resign from being an adult, but life can put us in a place where we feel like we're not sure that we can keep going. And the difference between being finished and being done has cultural significance, it has psychological significance, and it has spiritual significance. It's important for us to understand the difference. Essentially, here's the difference. Finished is when 
something is complete. <clears throat> there is no more to be done, no further to fall, and no work left to do. Done is when you're not doing it anymore. Those are not the same. In the book of Acts, John Mark said, I am done. It's the story of being invited to be on a missionary journey and giving up shortly after it started. How many of you have ever been so exasperated with something that you heard yourself say, I am done? Sure we have. Probably every one of us have. Things didn't go well at work. You had an, ex you had an, an, an especially difficult day. And it's almost like you walk out, you get home, and you throw your keys on the desk and say, I am done with that place. Married couples, be honest. Be honest. I dare say every married couple here has hit a wall sometime, a difficulty sometime, an argument somewhere that you looked at your spouse, walked out, went by yourself somewhere, and said, I'm done with him, or I'm done with her. Oh, go ahead and admit it, because your spouse already knows it. <laughs> Come on. Have you ever looked at your kids and said, I am done being a parent? I didn't understand this comment from my mother when I was growing up. I was worried about her mental stability, but I have four sisters. We're all about a year apart, five of us, all about a year apart. And I remember a picture of all five of us sitting on her lap while she's in a chair. We're all around here, and we just think it's wonderful. Her facial expression wasn't wonderful. And there were days when she would say to us, do not call me mom today. Call me Susie, call me Sarah, call me anything, but don't call me mom. Can you imagine five kids under five? Mom, 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 what it must have been like. I'm done parenting today. I've heard Christians get upset, frustrated, and say, I'm just done with God, or I'm done with church, or I'm done with Christians. It's a moment of exasperation that if we're not careful, will drive us off of God's calling and purpose for our life. And I'm going to say to you this morning, this is the heart of what I want to communicate. You have no right to be done until you're finished. Shout now, somebody. I said, you have no right to be done until you're finished. Now, I understand with marriages that one can be done and walk away, and you might not be able to control that. But child of God, in this house this morning... Whoever you're married to right now at this juncture and looking forward, you're not done till you're finished and your vow was till death do us part. Your job, your attitude of I'm done will make you less than a Christian employee. Your attitude toward your family, toward everything you're doing cannot be I'm done until you can say I'm finished. I want to be totally uh, not totally transparent. None of, no, none of you would want to see all of the things that, I, that have happened in my life, but at least a little bit. This past year, serving on our state presbytery has been very difficult. 
It's been a, the most difficult year of my life on the presbytery. And coming in, I'd come home and I would say to Carol, I'm just done. I'm done with them. I'm done with our network. I'm done with our leadership. I am done. But I've not heard God say yet, you're finished. I've been done many times when I wasn't finished. Hello? And the goal is to finish. John Mark was invited to go on a missionary journey with Paul and Barnabas. It's an incredible opportunity. The Bible says from Paphos, Paul and his companions sailed to Perga and Pamphylia, where John left them to return to Jerusalem. Now, it doesn't tell us why he left. But let me tell you what happened just before he left. God had spoken, set apart Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I've called them. They go to an, the place called Paphos, and there's a sorcerer there who is opposing Paul. As he opposes Paul, God strikes him blind, and a miracle breaks out. When we say we want the power of God, we need to be careful because sometimes the power of God kills people. Sometimes it blinds them. Well, well, I don't, I don't know that that's true. Well, you have to read your Bible. It's there. When you come with, up with the way around that, we'll talk about it. But at that point, when all that happens, John says, I'm out of here. I don't know why. Maybe he thought that when they went from place to place, everyone was going to love them and easy and they'd be celebrities. I don't know. And maybe when he saw God strike someone blind, he thought, I don't want any part of this. I don't know that I, that I want to proclaim a message where God blinds people. I don't know. But in the middle of that journey, after that event, he said, I'm going home. I'm done. Being done is nothing more than quitting. You've not completed the task. You just don't want to do it anymore. And you're saying, this is not what I signed up for. What I want you to see this morning is you are hardwired to finish rather than to quit. There's a theory called the Zygernick theory that began a study of research in about 1920 that shows that your human mind hates unfinished tasks. There's something in you hardwired to finish. And the more unfinished tasks that you have, the more stress you'll experience in your life. There is a what's called a <clears throat> psychic tension when the task is unfinished. Thoughts of the task serve to remind your brain of what it needs to do to get comfortable again. And as soon as you complete the task, the tension is lifted. The tension is alleviated. And so doing your brain lets the mind uh, release thoughts from, of the task from your consciousness. But there's a study now that's gone a little bit further. It's called Willpower, Rediscovering the Greatest Human Strength. And research in cognitive psychology, you say, I didn't come here for a message on psychology. Psychology is man studying the fingerprint of God in the way that you function. Well, shout now, somebody. This won't last long. Just hang on with me. The uh, Zygernick effect exists not until you actually finish a task, 
but also until you make concrete plans related to the task. So here's what happens. You have something undone, and these persistent thoughts keep nagging, and your subconscious mind knows that you've not finished the task. And it will not give you peace until you make concrete plans and begin to implement a plan to get it done. And when you do, the tension lifts. The study goes on to suggest that the stress can be overwhelming because of the number of unfinished tasks that are in your life. Open loops, circles that aren't closed. What does that tell us? It tells us that God designed you to not be a quitter. He designed you to not be done. He designed you to finish. And your subconscious mind, which has been stamped with the image of God, is going to keep harping on you until you finish the task. Now, I understand wanting to be done is really, I think, really often because we need a break. We need to rest. We're not taking care of ourselves. And I get that. I get that. Sometimes what we need to do is take our burden, give it to the Lord. And when we're weary, he will give us rest. And I, I get all that. But, but you can't truly rest until you've left the choice to be done. John Mark said, I'm done. And he went home. Homes are broken today. Because somebody was done that wasn't finished. Churches fail today because somebody was done that didn't finish. Suicide is someone who is done who hasn't finished. Are you hearing me this morning? We're talking about a serious matter. You don't have the right to be done if you haven't finished. The Apostle Paul then said that he had fought a good fight. Paul said, I have finished. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. I have fought the good fight. I have finished my race. I've finished. I bet there are a lot of times he wanted to be done. Do you know there's a time they, dra they drug him outside the city and stoned him and left him for dead? I imagine he said, I want to be done. I read about a shipwreck that they had to swim the shore on broken pieces of wood. And while he's there building a fire, a snake bites him. A venomous viper hits him on the hand. I bet he wanted to be done. I read about where he was locked up and put in jail, where he was beaten, where trouble pressed him on every side, when the church world turned against him as well as the religious world. I bet he wanted to be done. But he came to the end of his journey and he said, I'm not done. I have finished. Whoo! I have finished my course. Crown of righteousness is awarded to those who finish, not for those who are done. <laughs> How many have ever raised, raised children? 
This is not a course right now on parenting. I'm not validating what we say. But I will never forget the day I realized I had become my dad. And a child will say, I'm not saying this, I, I, you know, we can have all this discussion. Should they clean up their plate? Should they do what, you know, all that. I'm just wondering if you've ever said this. A child is at your table with a plate of food. Mom, can I be done? You can be when you finish. Can I be done cleaning my room? You can when you pick up all the toys. Can I be done? You can when you make the bed. Can I be done mowing the yard? Yeah, when you get the backyard too. Is anybody hearing me now? The difference between being finished and being done, it is the heart of a child that wants to be done before they're finished. It's the heart of an adult, a mature child of God who says, I am not going to be done until I have finished the task that he gave me to do. Those are two very different things. Finishing doesn't mean that everything is fine. In fact, finishing is stronger when the battle intensifies. Now, I want to give you context for Paul's words in 2 Timothy 4, 7, and 8. He says, I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. And I don't know how you picture that, but I, I think when... When a, when, a, when a missionary, a gospel preacher, a child of God says, I'm finished. I just picture the flags waving, people cheering, the applause. You've done a great job. The accolades, great job. Is that what Paul experienced? Not at all. Here's what he says following. I've finished my course. Do your best to come to me quickly. For Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Christians has gone to Galatia. And Titus to Dalmatia, only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you because he's profitable for the ministry. The one that left has come back around. Now it's going to finish. When you come, bring the coat that I left at Carpus and bring the scrolls, the parchments. Alexander, the metal worker, did me a great deal of harm. The Lord will repay him uh, for what he has done. You too should be on guard against him because he strongly opposed our message. At my first defense, no one came to support me. But everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them, but the Lord stood by my side and gave me strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered from the mouth of the lion. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. I picture him sitting there saying, They're gone. They left me. They tried to stop me. They're still trying to hurt me. But in spite of all of that, I have finished my course. Well, if, if everybody's for us, hello? If everybody's for us, it's easy to finish. Rah, rah, cheer, cheer, go, go. And Paul is giving us a beautiful picture that in spite of it all, if everyone turns on you, if you have a commitment to finish, the Lord will stand by your side. If I knew how to dance, I'd do it right now. 
The Lord will stand by your side if you're committed to say, I'm going to finish. I'll, I'll never forget our son, Caleb, was out for cross country. And I admire that. I don't understand it. And if I'm going to run that far, there better be something chasing me. That's all I'm saying. It's just not, not happening. And I'll never forget one of the race, one of the one of the races. He was working for his personal best, and and uh, every we think everybody's in, everybody's in. They've taken off the little uh, timer chips, the 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 whatever you call the thing you run through that does the time. That's been taken down. The timer is over, and people are beginning to leave. And around the corner comes this little guy. Now, he doesn't have a drop of sweat on his forehead. So I know that he's been walking. But when he saw the crowd, he decided to run. And they cheered for him like he was in first place. And I thought about that. Don't cheer for him. You know, except that he could have quit. He could have walked off the side. He didn't even have to be there. No one made him run, but there was something in him that even if I have to walk, whatever it takes, I'm going to finish this race. And for that, that should be celebrated. I'm going to finish. Jesus said, it is finished. John chapter 19, verse 30, when he'd received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Nothing left undone, nothing unatoned for. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. There was nothing he left undone. You have not committed a sin, nor will there be a sin ever committed that his blood will not avail. Apart from blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, there has been provision made. He didn't go partway. Without going into details, the most cruel, painful, um, despicable means of death, capital punishment ever invented by man is crucifixion on the cross. I wish I had time to describe it. And he could have called 12 legions of angels and God the Father would have dispensed them. I imagine as he hung there on the cross, rigor mortis is setting in while he's still alive. He's suffocating. He's suffering excruciating pain that there'd have been a temptation to say, I am done. And he didn't say, I am finished. He said, it is finished. But he's not finished because he ever lives seated at the right hand of the Father to make intercession for the saints of God so that you don't have to be done, so that you can finish the task that he's given you to do. God is a finisher. It is the nature of God to complete things. In Luke chapter 14, verse 29 and 30, we're told that we need to count the cost before we engage in ministry. For a man who lays the foundation and is not able to finish it, everyone who sees him will ridicule him, saying, 
This fellow began to build but was not able to finish. John chapter 4, Jesus said, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. In John chapter 5, Jesus said, I have testimony weightier than that of John for the very work that the Father has given me to finish that I am doing. Acts chapter 12, when Paul and Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission, they returned to Jerusalem. They weren't done. They finished their mission. Acts chapter 20, I consider my life worth nothing to me if only I may finish the race and complete the task. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, now finish the work. That's the nature of God. Finish it. Don't be done. Finish. And to those who finish, here's what he will say. Well done. Well done. Pastor Nathan, if you'd come. I want us to take a minute this morning. I want us to take a little bit of time. Uh, this is weighed heavy on me from early in the week. There may be something that you've decided you're done. <laughs> I have some family members. I can't, I'm telling you what. We've had some family get-togethers. I have a sister who her greatest joy in life is to tick me off. And I've gone to some of those and said, I'm done with her. I can't be done with her because she's not headed to heaven. I know there have been times that my wife has looked at me and said, I'm done. I'm glad she didn't quit because we're going to finish. <laughs> On the presbytery, I've wanted to say I'm done. I can't tell you that there haven't been some Mondays here that I wanted to say I was done. But I'm determined to finish. Though a man falls seven times, he will rise again. Because I may fall on my face, but I'm not done. I'm going to finish. Is it your marriage? Is it your family? Is it your job? Maybe you're sitting here this morning so discouraged you're saying, God, if you don't do something, I'm done with you. I'm done with the church. Could very well be that someone here this morning is considering suicide. You're just done with your life. No, you're not. You don't have a right to be done. You only have a right to finish. Heads bowed, eyes closed, please no one look around. I want you to listen to the voice of God. I'm absolutely convinced the Holy Spirit's in this room. And he's saying to you, you're not done until I say you're finished. You're not done until I say you're finished. Your family, your job, your church, your marriage, you're not done until I say you're finished. And I'm going to give you a moment 
to let the Spirit of God talk to you. And you'd say, Pastor, in a moment, by an uplifted hand, I came this morning wanting to be done, but God has changed my heart, and I'm going to finish. I want you to lift your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yes, to my left, thank you. In the balcony, yes, yes, thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. I'm not done. I'm going to finish. So here's how I'd like to end. Because in that moment, when you feel like you're done, <laughs> listen, I'm not trying to be critical. I understand the despair, the tiredness, the weariness, the frustration. I understand all of that. And I also understand that I can't help you with that. Oh, but I know one who can. Oh, but I know one who can. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Look on him. Turn your eyes on him. I want everyone in the house to stand, and especially those of you that raised your hand. Pastor Nathan's going to lead us. We're going to take a couple of minutes here to worship. And I want you to just say, Jesus, give me what I need right now to finish. Give me what I need right now to finish. I can't do it in my strength. I want to be done. But give me what it takes to finish. Would you just ask him? Just lift your hands right now and ask him. All over the house, all of us. Jesus, give me what I need to be a finisher, not a quitter. I don't want to be done. I want to finish the course. I want to finish my race. And I hear the Spirit says, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch Find in me thine all in all. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin has left a crimson stain. He washed it white as
This summer, I met with a young pastor, and I want you to pray for our network. We're facing some pretty major challenges right now that we've got to navigate through, and the road ahead seems pretty rocky, just to be honest. So I met with a young pastor to see if we could join forces to effect change. And he looked me in the eye and he said, I'm done because there's nothing in this district that benefits me. That's what drives us to be done. That's what drives us to be done. We're not going to get what we want. Finishing says it doesn't matter. I want what he wants. I want him to be pleased. I want him to be exalted. And I want to call us together to never be done until we're finished. Amen. Amen. Be a finisher to the glory of God himself. Amen. God bless you. Turn, shake someone's hand. We encourage them. Bless someone in Jesus' name this morning.